Today on the Good Word, we're talking about passing on knowledge and how to be both a teacher and a student. Academia has the unfortunate reputation of being controlled by stodgy traditionalists, unwilling to admit any authority or knowledge on the part of the younger generation. And maybe there are a few specific situations where that could be true, but that assumption forgets that both the learners and the teachers need each other. Rather than the knowledge keepers having all the power, both sides give and take as they share. Because who is a teacher without someone to teach? Those who hold knowledge need to have someone to pass it on to, or else it's like that wisdom never existed. Either the teachers or the students may forget this balance and start to blame the other side for communication gaps, but knowledge can't be perpetuated without both teachers and students benefiting from the process. In Chapter 2 of Judges, we see an example where this continuation of wisdom can break down, since knowledge can be lost in the transition from one generation to another. Joshua the prophet took the mantle of authority from Moses, leading the faithful children of Israel into the Promised Land, all who entered trusting in God to guide them out of the wilderness. But as a new generation arose without the same experiences as those who had traveled in that wilderness, attitudes shifted. And the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders that outlived Joshua, who had seen all the great works of the Lord that he did for Israel. And Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died, being an hundred and ten years old. And also all that generation were gathered unto their fathers, and there arose another generation after them, which knew not the Lord, nor yet the works which he had done for Israel. Somewhere between one generation and the next, the miracles that the Lord had done for the Israelites became less important, less well-known. Maybe they felt they were busy doing other things, building up a new nation and the promised land. Maybe they were just complacent. In any case, it was a dangerous situation for the children of Israel as hard-earned wisdom they had gained in the wilderness wasn't continuing on to their descendants. It's difficult to blame one generation or another since both parties are necessary to keep the Word of God going. But this breakdown in communication between ancestors and descendants didn't inhibit the Lord's plans for the children of Israel. As He continued to build His kingdom through His servants who remained faithful, but it did mean each successive generation had to collectively build or find a new foundation of faith, having lost what came before. Through the history of the Lord's kingdom, we learn the scope of His mercy for His children, drawing on a larger perspective than what anyone could get in one lifetime. Knowing the history of God's work on earth doesn't require having literal ancestors within our circle. Though some find comfort in their family's unique stories of faith, all within the Church of God share a collective history that patterns are present. Joining with His people means we're adopted into His kingdom, permanently a part of the family of His followers in this life and the next. Our roles and responsibilities ask us to be both teachers and students to one another as we pass on the knowledge that's bigger than any one lifetime. And that's the good word. 